Greetings, soul family. This is Big G from the Cool Ass Conversations Podcast. Introducing the Frequency Forum Podcast with your hosts, Ashwin Nicole, Rico DeJesus, Miguel Rivera, and friends. Brought to you by Akashohana, which means soul family. Thank you for tuning in as we embark on another high-frequency conversation. Welcome back for another episode of the Frequency Forum with Akash Ohana. I'm Ashwin Nicole, and I'm here with Julie McNeil and Betty George. And today we're going to continue our discussion of um, premises of highly evolved beings. We have a deep desire and investment in seeing the world as we would prefer actually creating the world that we would prefer (laughs) to live in um, which means that we would love for the world to move more toward a a general basis of unconditional love as a core premise to everything that we do and see and build upon it Um, and this is this is an idea that highly evolved societies actually employ now do we have those on this planet at this time no Um, which is why evolution exists we are evolving to become more fully human and fully evolved humans understand this on a fundamental level so i do love thinking about this and coming up with ways to actually live into this in the way that we approach things in the way that we do things so today we're going to focus on three because they're all so interrelated so we can't really talk about the one we wanted to talk about without touching on these other two. Um, the highly evolved being premises can be found at akashohana.com. That's A-K-A-S-H-O-H-A-N-A.com. And there's a menu item for highly evolved beings. And it outlines the 16 premises of highly evolved beings. So today we're going to talk about number eight is our core item. We always share which states an awakened species shares everything with everyone all the time. Humans in an unawakened state often do not only sharing with others in limited circumstances. This also correlates with number six. There is enough. An awakened species does not embrace a principle in its civilization that correlates with the concept that humans refer to as insufficiency And number 14, which says there's nothing we need. An awakened species is clear that it needs nothing. Humans in an unawakened state often create a need-based experience. So I love the idea of we always share. We share everything. This, I think, cuts to the base of our economic structures that we've created on this planet right now you know we have most economic structures are based in capitalism which has a core a core premise of scarcity they have to create the illusion of scarcity in order for us to then commoditize resources you have to say oh well things are not in enough supply or we have to limit the supply to maintain demand and pricing and profit and things like that. When the real fundamental truth of nature is that there is an abundance of everything. 
that there really is more than enough for everyone to share in equal amounts without having to restrict flow or restrict access or restrict um, people's ability to have uh, to participate in the utilization of resources. There's no withholding. The nature does not withhold from us. Everyone has plenty of air to breathe and nothing could be more fundamental to your survival than the air you're taking in right now. Yeah. You know, we have, we've talked many times because everything we're saying, everything is so interrelated, right? So when I think about, um, you know, this concept of there is enough, um, there is this idea that uh, I think at the fundamental level as an individual, we think of ourselves as not being enough in general. Yes. And, and so we sort of start off with that basis of in order for me to, to be, um, to be good or better, I have to have something that's less than. So we get into that striking a comparison, which I think number eight is really focusing on, Mm -hmm. you know, the fact that, uh, you know, um, we always share. So if, if, but the fear of sharing is because, well, if someone else has more that, that has something and I don't have more. And so we get into this kind of hoarding or this lack of openness and this not this lack of caring and, and not seeing the big picture of how we're all connected and how we're all valuable. We're all enough. So I, I always start at that premise. And I think um, that's something that most humans are yet to find. And we're heading there, like you said, thank goodness. But at the very basis of, um, of getting to this idea that there is enough and that sharing is, is all good. You know what I mean? Yeah. There, everyone benefits and yeah. y- you just are in the spirit of, 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 of giving and sharing and expansion, mm-hmm. understanding how that relates to your own personal growth. Um, so it's, this is a fun topic and, and I, I, but I think it's a difficult one for people to grasp in how to, how do you take that to everyday living? Right. Yeah. All right. So um, I see in terms of we share and there's, there's enough. Some of these things we do instinctively, yes. And sharing is not only just things, physical things, but sharing yep. of oneself. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yes. that is yeah. so important. But also one has to be mindful in terms of how you share, not to the detriment of oneself, mm-hmm. but one can share of oneself. And some things we do already because it's, you know, it's natural, instinctive. And if we can reflect and see some of the things that we do and we can enhance it, it makes a difference. It takes us in the right direction, add to. And as I reflect and I remember when I did classes um, as an instructor, instructor educator in the cosmetology, one of the things that has always been important for me is to share all that I knew and to share it in such a way to help the other person. I wasn't keeping or hiding anything. I shared all. And my students had free access to me anytime and I would share information. And that's how the rapport was built. That's how the communication, that's how the relationships was built. I made sure that I was accessible. I made sure that the class was small enough. And I shared in such a way that it was able to help them, you know, to move to the next level. 
their instructors would share only a certain amount, only give you a certain amount, but I shared it all. And it was beautiful. It was some of the most beautiful times that I have. And in terms of lifetime relationship with the students because of my availability and sharing of myself and my experience and everything to those who did not have as much experience to take to the next level. So I know that's something that I had done a lot and I was in my element when I was teaching because of that interchange, that interaction of sharing. So that's one level of sharing. So you can share different things and it adds to your experience. It adds to your development and looking at those things, looking at those aspects also helps even in business, teaching there are different things that, you know, we can add to. And there's always enough. So sharing comes from understanding and knowing that there's enough and there's enough for everyone. So there's no reason to hold back. And, you know, so that's what I wanted to say in regards to that. I, I love that. I love that example because um, in your sharing, you're actually receiving. Now, you're not sharing to receive, but the mm. reason why it felt that way and it feels that way to us is because at the very core of who we are is we are love yeah. and we are we are enough and we are there is nothing wrong with us. We are pure love. And the only thing that's happened in our physical experience is, you know, to, to in order to be physical experience, we've we sort of, I call it fallen asleep, but sort of forgotten that we're that, mm -hmm. that we are, uh, we are enough, we are love. And so it, it, it feels good to do, to, to live at that experience you described, Betty, because it's who mm -hmm. we are. And yeah. it's one of the things I always um, share with people is that if it feels good, it's because it's who you are. It is yeah. good. Yeah, it's right. at the core of who we are. And so exactly. that's such an important and good example of of what that really means. It's, it's understanding the connectivity um, that we all have with one another yeah, and that we're all one. Yeah. And understand the relationship with this. So I love the idea that um, uh, of the, I love that you mentioned sharing of oneself because I find that when we are um, in an unawakened state, which is more, frequently the case nowadays <laughs> than not it's easy for people to exploit others who are open and willing to share everything and give more right mm -hmm. so when we're operating from the place of there is enough and there's enough for everyone yeah. and i'm i it, i'm not even moved to um withhold right you sometimes mm -hmm. may find yourself confronted with people who are operating from this deep investment in the belief of insufficiency. They may be fueled by the illusion of need. You know, number 14 is there's nothing that we need. And humans in an unawakened state often create a need-based experience. So when you're invested in this idea that there's something that you need that other people have and you have to get it, or you have to manipulate or control, you're operating from fear and, and you can easily exploit anyone who is walking around willing to share openly. Um, and so it creates a bit of um, a tricky scenario for us. It's hard. It's not easy to live in a state where we have awakened, you know, people who are awakening and then all these people who are unawakened, right? 
But mm. it doesn't mean that being awakened isn't the right thing to do. It's certainly the thing you want to do. It feels good, first of all. You don't have anything to um, uh, maintain there because it's something that you can easily and effortlessly access all the time. Um, but, you know, every now and then we'll find ourselves in situations where, you know, we're not having the best interaction because we're up against someone who's not in an awakened state. But I love that I insist and, and most of the folks that I deal with on a daily basis or frequently, like, you know, you, Julia, Betty here, that, mm -hmm. you know, we insist on continuing to demonstrate this so that people who are awakening, can, are awakening can know what it looks like in the world. Yeah. You know, so much of this is about practice. Yeah. And I was going to say that, um, you know, occasionally I deal with the conversation in my head around, you know, what does a, is a person, uh, what are they receiving from me? Are they, you know, am I mm -hmm. going to be taken advantage of? And right. when I feel that way, I know that I'm a little bit out of balance personally, because yeah. I know I do trust in the law of attraction. And I know that um, I will bring to me the people who are a vibrational match. And so I, you know, when I'm really on top of my game and in my connection to myself, I really don't worry about that, whether right. someone, because I know that they cannot really do anything that I don't, that I'm not a vibrational match to. So I put the responsibility back on myself, but I'll, I'll even say that when I'm sharing information or resources with people, um, I'm, I'm thinking that sometimes they're not going to get it. Sometimes they're not going to even really value it or even be able to receive it right. fully, but maybe at another time it'll make sense or something will click in or something else will happen in their experience where they'll make the connection. And so I don't usually look at it as wasteful or something mm -hmm. that could lose that because like you said, we are all committed to doing whatever we can to move forward by demonstrating these behaviors and being the change, so to speak, you know, that we want to help facilitate because that's, this is our purpose, you know, so yeah, that's why we're absolutely. passionate about it. Uh, I came here yeah. for this. That's why I was born at this time and in this life. And yep. so, so even, even, um, yeah. So sometimes people aren't going to get it. Sometimes people are going to misuse it or not value it. And that's really still their, that's their responsibility. It's really not my work, you know? Right, so, right. To a degree, I don't worry so much about it. Of course, I'm not going to go around and, and sign over all my assets or anything to someone. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you do use some judgment. But, you know, I just, you don't start trusting in, um, you know, trusting in, uh, and, um, what's it called, synchronicity, that the right people at the right time um, show up in your experience. And boy, I tell you, but this whole sharing and, and, and is... It's such a gift to, to be it on the uh, on the end of it where, you know, you just feel that ebb and that flow back and forth um, and, and think people. Of, yeah. Think about the idea, too, that when you know, or the, the understanding that when you are operating with these ideas as your base premises, there's always enough. So I'm always moving forward. I'm taking action. I'm speaking in ways that support this notion that there is enough. Mm -hmm. I'm, I, we are, that's actually creative energy that I'm sending out. So it's manifesting my life and my experiences. It's bringing things to maintain and shore up that, um, 
that idea, right? Mm-hmm. My life is constantly reflecting back to me experiences mm-hmm. that 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 indicate or um, exemplify that yes, there is enough. So it's yeah. not just something we say, but it's and it's not just something we believe. It's actually something that we become. We become more abundant, consciously aware. You can't even turn off your abundance consciousness, but you can <laughs> sure have an abundance of lack in your consciousness. So when you're able to open up and release that resistance to mm. the abundance that's already already flowing. The, the life will definitely show you that there is plenty, there's plenty, there's plenty. Mm-hmm. And it's constantly reinforced by the experiences that you have and the things that you meet. Now, you know, I know people have questions about things like that because I talk to people quite a bit. So, <laughs> you know, I have to address it from all the angles, but it's, it's really an important thing to understand. This is not some, these things are not hard to do. They are very easy to implement. Yeah. They're natural to implement. We've been conditioned to think that unnatural things are our nature as humans, but it's also time to release those ideas and those beliefs as well. Yeah. It's natural for us to share. Children share openly. And when they're, when it's, when they, when it's their turn, they will kind of take that too. I think of the little video, uh, I'm sure many people have seen some semblance of it, of two kids sharing a pat or one part, one kid having a pacifier, one uh, infant having a pacifier and they're sitting next to each other. And then the other one snatches it out of her mouth. I think about this, like, okay, what's it, what's instinctive in that? (laughs) 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 My turn, my turn. Mm -hmm. But it's just funny because neither one of them is out of sorts for too long because as they're snatching this pacifier back and forth, but it's funny because at the same time, they're still implementing the idea of sharing Mm-hmm. everybody's having a fulfilled experience until the next distraction comes along. Right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is, in, have, in a, go ahead, Betty. Go ahead, okay. Betty. So I was thinking about a couple things and this is something I had to teach myself a few years ago as I started to, you know, sort of choose this part. Now at the traffic light, there are lots of people at a traffic light who are less fortunate and would be asking for, you know, stuff, right? Mm -hmm. With their different signs and whatnot. And once upon a time, you know, I would be concerned that, oh, why are they doing this? You know, on drugs and whatnot and whatnot. But I had to learn if I'm going to give, it doesn't matter what they do with it. It does not matter, you know. So it took me some time, but I've got to that place that I give freely and it does not matter what they, what they do, truck, but it has something, whatever, I give it with love. And that's yeah. something that I've had to teach. Just yesterday, I had that conversation with my daughter. Um, she, just got, she just ordered a new phone and she was going to give the other phone away. And... Um, it's my phone that I just got it, but she got another one and she was going to give it away. I'm like, that's my phone. I needed. Then I stopped myself. I said, no, Betty, you already gave your daughter your phone. You bought a phone for <laughs> and she can do whatever she wants with it. It's fine. Right. <laughs> release right. it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, release Good it. Good one. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so, and she was telling me something that she was going to do. And I said, baby, no. If you give someone something, it does not matter what they do with it. You give it, you release it, and it's mm-hmm. okay. 
So having to teach these small lessons and parts, and it all comes with sharing, but in terms of when you share, you release completely and you do it with love without attachment. You know, so I thought it was important and that came up to mind just now. And it's something that you have to teach yourself and get to that point where eventually there's no resistance and it's just, you know, downstream in some of these things. Yeah. I mean, just the other day, I um, have a dear, a really dear friend who lost his mom. And, um, and I wasn't having a week, uh, having a week where I've got some deadlines and, you know, things going on. And I saw, uh, and I really had this day where I had all these things to get done. And I saw a call come in from him. And, um, and my first thought was, I'll just have to call back later, because, you know, I got to get, I'm on schedule, get, you know, get this work done. Mm -hmm. But then something made me say, nope, you know, he's, you know, he could be really struggling. You know, he just lost his mom, you know, the other day. Let me go ahead and pick up the phone. So I picked up the phone and, and I just decided to be there, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and we, we talked and um, I didn't have any resistance to it. I wasn't constantly looking at my clock and I just yeah. stay with it. And mm-hmm. interestingly, to my surprise, <laughs> just goes to show you how things are always in flow. Yeah. There was something I needed to do techn- technology-wise with my work. And he and I somehow got into a discussion about it. And right there, he had a solution. He saved me go. hours, hours, <laughs> hours of, of time that I know yes. I would have spent. Yes. You know, And so it's sort of like you, you have to get even train yourself to look to see the synchronicity yes. and to see how, how this, how creation really works. Yeah. And you start showing it to yourself. And I love that Edgar Tolle um, expression. If you don't believe me, try it for yourself. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so, but it's just, I, I expect that now. And so it, it just is a, it can be a very calming place to just know that, you know, just being called to, to be there for people when you, when you're able. Yeah. And the beautiful I, thing is being aware to make the choice. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, and I love that the idea of sharing, you know, it's, it's interesting because when you are someone who shares, you are in a, a very aligned state. It's, an, it's a state of alignment, right? We are um, open and receptive to the synchronicity, just like you were saying. Mm-hmm. But I remember um, years ago when I first learned about the easiest way to demonstrate abundance consciousness. And it's funny because I was specifically working on my ability to manifest money, right? Mm-hmm. And... Um, And I remember hearing a teacher say that, you know, if you are feeling restricted in your flow of money, then the best thing you can do is give some. And I was like, wow. And and part of it is it what it does is it signals to the universe that I have this to give because you cannot be in receipt of that which you don't already have or that which you're not already flowing. Mm-hmm. You have to be in harmony with it. You have to be resonant with the frequency of the having of it. And so you turn your focus away in, in your example, Julie, you turn your focus away from, <clears throat> mm-hmm. I need to get these things done. Right. Cause number 14 is about that, cr- that creating that need base of mm-hmm. experience. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, something that I'm going to get, I'm going to go without and there's going to be some consequence of, of going without this thing. Those are the stories that we tell ourselves. Um, it's also like when you were saying, I need the phone back, Betty, and then you just yeah. caught yourself. Like, I don't have to tell myself this story. Wait, wait, you know. Yeah. And so we will construct all of these 
ideas, these rules, these, you know, circumstances and consequences around, um, we, we just create these narratives around these ideas of need and insufficiency that inhibit our ability to share, but sharing is, is easy, it's effortless, and it's actually something that puts you in an abundant state of mind. And so just like you open yourself to share, Julie, mm-hmm. what came in was the assistance that you were looking for in a way that you hadn't even imagined before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, and even and even the next day, I, I said, wow, this is really cool how creation works, how the universe works, because yeah. I had asked for some help. I said, you know, I just I'm going to just, you know, sort of a big project. I said, I'm going to ask for some help from my non-physical being, <laughs> non-physical support system. And I know that that was put there something, you know, this is a little bit of deviation, but it's all connected. Something inspired him to call me at that time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And so everything is always synchronicity. It always. And yeah. one of the things that I do also, what I've seen happen, especially at those traffic lights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those are yeah. fun. And on yeah. traffic on the road too, right? When yeah. You stop and go traffic. <laughs> yeah. So what I do, and what I've noticed on many occasions, but I would start the chain of reactions. These people, I would decide, okay, I'm going to help this one. I'm going to give something. Now, mind you, I would be seeing them from a long distance and nobody would give anything. And as soon as I start, everybody after me gives to these people and I'm happy. So mm-hmm. I do that intentionally yes. a lot of times from time to time. I start <laughs> the sharing and then everybody else in the back starts, stops and gives them also. Well, um, I was... I, I love that. And yes, again, through your demonstration, others are informed, others are given permission, others are mm-hmm. um, inspired, right? Mm-hmm. But what I also love, I thought this is where you were going to go with that, because and it, I just thought of it again, when you brought up the being at a stoplight, again, uh-huh. you know, think about the sharing we do in traffic. Oh, so yeah. That's what I was roads. thinking. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, yeah. And we share pathways. And we each take our turn and we wait patiently for the light. Even if you're anxious or you're trying to hurry up and get somewhere, you're still going to stop for the light for the duration of that red light. You're still going to turn when your turn signal indicates it's time for you to turn. You're still going to, you know what I'm saying? So we do that. We're very well practiced in sharing these things when it, when it works for all of us, you know, we have no problem providing tax funds for roads and sewers and public Mm -hmm. utilities like electricity you know what I'm saying so there are so many ways and I thought about this too in a world where we're sharing everything all the time and I have to bring up this quote because it's again it's just such a beautiful idea it's also on the web on the web page it says it's from conversations with God all of this information is from conversations with God book four but Neil Donald Walsh. And it says, when you awaken, you will lay down your arms, all of you at once. Your competitions for everything will end and you will find ways to share everything there is to share. Now, the the thing that I love most about that is think about public libraries. So Mm -hmm. public libraries have these wealth, these treasure troves of information of knowledge, of experience. And they're pretty much free 
across America. I don't know of a library that you have to pay for <laughs> unless it's a museum or something. I don't know. But, um, but most libraries are public entities and they're full of books and people participate in the libraries. And I don't know when the last time anyone listening to this has been to a library. I know I probably spent more time in libraries when I was, a, when I was school age, but since then I do go to libraries every once in a while, but, but not frequently, not very much at all, actually. Yeah. But I love knowing that they're available. And if I need to meet someone or go do something or check something out, I will go to my local library. Um, and yet that's something that we share all the time across the entire continental U.S. and, you know, other, I'm, I'm sure they have a la- libraries in Alaska and Hawaii, too. But if you just think of the ones that you can drive to, right, or fly to easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet they're not overbooked. They're not packed. The shelves are not empty. They are not, they don't have wait lists that are 10, you know, 10 years long for people to get any. If you can imagine treating things like housing, like transportation, like library, like we have in libraries, we have storehouses of them and you would make a reservation and go. It's just like going to a hotel. You make a reservation and when it's available, you can go. And when it's not available, you find another time or book or find another location. We could do, we could implement systems like that with absolutely everything and it would be okay. And there would still be plenty for people to indulge in wherever they choose to be on the planet. We can do that with all kinds of resources. We have examples of how this sharing of everything works. We just don't apply it to everything. But we have systems in place that work just fine. Yeah, yeah. And and, and you're right. And I know it's one of those things where trying to help people see the vision of that. We've act, we've actually had societies that have done that kind of thing Mm -hmm. in the past. We've gotten really away. We've, this pendulum has definitely swung all the way over as far as it can. (laughs) I think, I think most of us realize, you know, that we couldn't, we cannot continue on the path that we've been. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, the solution, we've, we've just taken this separateness thing as far as far as, as we can. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We really have. Sure. So number it's 14, number 14, there's nothing we need. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been replacing the word, but not only the word, because it's an energy need and which mm-hmm. I've learned from Abraham Hicks. For many years, you know, need is not a good place, not a good space to mm-hmm. be in. You know, it really refers or has that emotion and attachment of lack. Yeah. And having that attachment of lack, you cannot get to the other place being in that space. So most times I try to change change that energy if I'm going so you start with the words. You start mm-hmm. with the words because the words has power. And, you know, it also reflects in your thoughts and everything else. So I would always try and change, do my best to change. If I find myself saying that I need this, I would change it. And yep. you go to the space of want as opposed to need. Because right. there's nothing that we need. And want is a much different and a better energy than, than need. Right. So understanding that also helps. 
in terms yep. of shifting from that need space. There's nothing that we need. And, and by the way, I want to say it's okay to want what we want. Absolutely. Yes. And Absolutely. so that's something I want people to really understand too. We're not saying. I'm looking for there's this old premise, you know, that to be spiritual uh, means that you don't want things, you know, you're, you go without, and that, that's not what we're saying, but be, oh, we're yeah. saying that, um, that you are creator, really, basically, yeah. you're creator, we are love yeah. at our, at our purest core uh, aspect of who we are, and so there isn't, uh, we're, we're, we're aspects of God, and so there isn't something that's uh, lacking, needs to be fixed, isn't good enough, you know, um, have to, you have to work for, and this is a big shift. This is the opposite. This is the opposite of what many, uh, spiritual, uh, practices are pointing us toward. And so I know there's a lot of fear, uh, that people have around letting go of those old outdated concepts. Um, but they don't serve us. And I think it's pretty, it's becoming very evident that they don't serve us. So, we are basically saying that, you know, um, it's, it's, we're individual creators. It's okay to want what we want, but to also understand that everything we want already is ours. So it's yep. a matter of just directing your focus in, in the directions that you want to, to go. So, and I love uh, Bashar's, you know, statement, you know, tell the stories that you want to live. Yeah. You know, um, there is no, nothing to resist or fear or lack. Uh, or concern. There is only, it, well, basically, there's whatever you believe there is. That's the that's the creation part. You know, if you believe there's lack, you will experience lack in your experience. And you uh, create the conditions of yeah. for need to exist. It's really interesting how we have taken these highly evolved premises and turned them absolutely upside down. And it's like living, you know, like in the in the show Stranger mm-hmm. Things. It's like living in the upside down. <laughs> <laughs> I think mm-hmm. about that all yep, the time. It is. We, it, we kind of feel like we live in the upside down right now, where we everybody's saying their version of it, but one of one version is the other version is clearly not. So mm-hmm. it's interesting that we will actually leverage one of these ideas, like the the number eight, the of there is enough and create, you know, this in this insistence that there is insufficiency and that there is something we could not have. And that lends itself to fostering this environment that then says, oh, well, you need to do this. You're going to need this, but it's not available to you right now or it's withheld or you're going to have to do something to, um, you know, you, you're going to have to create some sort of compensation in order to to have it or whatever, you know, or you're, it's going to require some compensation in order for you to have access to it. It's been, it's really interesting that we will use these ideas of not sharing, of believing that there's not enough and creating the conditions then we, that we then have to provide around needs um, or enter conversation when, if we just shared everything, the insufficiently, insufficiency would suddenly disappear and need yeah. would not even exist like yeah. it's fascinating. It's just yeah. the other side of the coin for all of this. 
Because mm-hmm. yeah. what's interesting, there's what, over 7 billion people in the world. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Not everybody wants the same thing. Exactly. <laughs> I know. I love it. Like, we're not all going to go to the, nobody, everybody's not at my library three blocks away. You know? <laughs> right. Exactly. So I don't have to worry. You know? Everybody's so, not reading the same book today. Yes. Everybody's not trying to get the same DVD today. Like, I love that. It's this diversity of desire and interest. That's what makes it so interesting. And um, so I even think about this conversation, uh, how we come together in these conversations is with mm-hmm. expectation that mm-hmm. we have everything we need. Yes. Right. And so what we know we have is a sheer desire for, um, for expansion yes. and for um, collaborating together for, you know, we'll, as Abraham says, we chew on some ideas We don't really, we don't script it. We don't have any kind of script. We don't know. We know that it will be sufficient, you know, because our desire and our passion is there. And if you know that, what else do you need? And our openness and willingness to share. This is all about the conversations (laughs) that we have with one another all the time with other people who may be interested and may may have a desire. I won't say need, but have a desire (laughs) to interact with this information. Yeah, that's right. Yes, a different energy with the word need and Mm -hmm. want. So I've been trying many times I stop myself or be aware when I use the word need and change it to Mm -hmm. want. It's a whole different energy. It really is. It sure is. And that feeling that energy is important. Yes, yes. Yeah. Because in words, the words you, people give words meaning. So that it really is an important point to, um, to feel what it makes you feel. Do you feel open or yep. do you feel closed off? Do you right. feel yes. free or do you feel trapped? Or, you know, or, yeah. do you feel expanded yeah. or do you feel restrained? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It feels good. It is good. And it's, it's a real simple formula. Long. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Say, it feels good. It is good. Yeah. It is. It is. It is. And just choosing the words carefully helps set you in the direction and focus. That's right. Yeah, it gives you some conscious yeah. awareness of, of the fact that A, you have a choice and B, you can change the experience that you're having. You can change what you're actually manifesting around you. Mm-hmm. And when other people see that, they want in on it too. I, I you yeah. know, I love it when I'm inspired to do something differently or better because I'm like, wow, that person, wow, you did that and you got that. Wow. Okay. I want to do, I want some of that. I want to have that experience. I want to go there. I want to have fun like that. I want to feel free like that, you know? Right. And if you understand law of attraction, you understand that if you are seeing people who are doing things that you want to do, that means you are in the vicinity vibrationally. There's some basic, there's some basic premises and understanding about law of attraction that I think expand on you know at some point just you know really quick easy ways to really lock it in how this works why it works you know and how all of the you know we are enough and law of attraction how all of that stuff is you know commingled together and all touches on that that's one of the premises too so we'll we'll cover that that's number 16 we create mm-hmm. our own Yes. So we'll have an entire episode just about, <laughs> yeah, just about yeah. that. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah, but I think yeah. that thought covers it for today. So. Yeah, sounds Beautiful. like it. Feel It yeah. feels like it, Nicole. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. you for sharing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is enough. Good. Yes, it is enough. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
Wow. We've reached the end of another episode of the Akasha Hana Frequency Forum podcast. Thank you for co-creating with us today. Remember, you create your reality, so create deliberately. You can follow Akasha Hana on Instagram, Facebook, and at www.akashohana.com. And also, get a chance, you can catch Ashua Nicole, myself, and Apostle on the Cool Ass Conversations podcast. Stay cool, soul family.